Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to First Time Dads, I'm Steve Mull. I'm Richard Innes. And today we've got a friend of the podcast, James Miller. James first, Miller. First time we had a guest back. Is it? Um, James, wow, I'm honoured. James, welcome back. James spoke to us a few months ago now uh, about his book, The Gender Agenda, um, a podcast worth listening to if you haven't listened to it before. Now James is coming back to talk to us about his new book. James, tell us about your new book. Uh, it's called Dads Don't Babysit. What's it about, James? Well, it kind of grew out of the, the gender agenda in a way, in the sense that what one of the big surprises of the gender agenda, which was about how we treat boys and girls differently, was that the limits we put on kids apply to boys as much as girls, which I was sort of surprised to learn. Mm. And you sort of fast forward that a bit, and you go, well, one of the big limits is the limits we put on men to be fathers. Uh, you know, the, the representations you see in uh all around you are men generally are buffoons and incompetent you go to the um rhyme times and all this sort of stuff and you go there'll be like one or two dads there why is that because all the research shows that men want to do more parenting men want to be more involved with their parents with their parents with their kids um and it's not happening so Mm. we sort of looked at why isn't it happening and what can we do to make that the, the contrast between going to a swimming lesson on a Wednesday morning at my local swimming baths and who's looking after the children versus going on a Saturday or a Sunday morning and it's water wall dads on a Saturday, Sunday yeah. morning. Um, I went to on a school trip with, uh, I think it was my son uh, last year and it was a trip to the park and I just sort of went, where are all these women come from? Because in the park during the day on a Wednesday morning, there was just loads of women who are either pregnant or pushing prams. Just loads of them, you know. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I don't see this because I'm usually doing some sort of work, mm, mm, you know, mm. and I think that's true for a lot of men. And, you know, that's part of the problem is that men or, you know, policymakers don't see the big difference. And there's also a thing of, as you say, the swimming on a Saturday morning is, is full of dads. Is it? I mean, it might be, but what you find often is, and we mentioned it in the book, um, my co-author went to a, a, a library rhyme time thing. I went, oh, look, there's lots of dads here. And then sat and actually counted it up. And it was like six out of 21 mm. were dads. But it's far more than yeah. you expect. Yes. You think, oh, and look, also, my, there's loads of men. My question would be, how many of them were there as a parenting unit? So in the mm. sense that how many of them are there just with their child? Or are they there with mum as well? Yes, again. Uh, well, and the amount of times I see... So I often find myself being... When I take Ben to our local park in East London, uh, and again, it's Saturday morning because I'm at work Monday to Friday, but I always say to my wife, Lindsay, so I want to spend a bit of time with just me and him. Which is something, it, always, it almost sounds a bit kind of hostile in the sense that I don't want you around. But it's like, look, I need to have some time, just the two of us. And mm. we'll go to the park together. And yes, you see dads there with them. But you'll also see mum pushing the buggy. Yeah. Or, and dad just happens to be there as well. And I think it's, that, that's something that often gets missed as well. A huge part of it is exactly that. That, as you say, when the dads take them to swimming on a Saturday morning, mm. they're doing their bit. Yeah. But of course, that's like one morning out of seven yeah. days, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's not equal. And generally, this isn't dad's fault. They want to do more. Yeah. But society says, you need to go and get 
the money, that's your role. So when they, the parents have a discussion about who's going to do more parenting, who's going to drop their hours after a baby comes, inevitably the woman feels that weight of society sort of thing. Well, in, you should be doing cases, it. Yeah, yeah. And also there's a, a financial thing as well. I went four days a week. <laughs> really? Well I'm, done I'm, you. I'm, Why didn't you go I'm, two and a half days a week? Because... Well, because I my, don't think my job would accept me to work that. I think I'd change I mean, the nature of my job. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. I'm not criticising. It's no. not about... But it's it, absolutely... There's books. I've been quoted in a couple of books, one of which called me a hero, right? Because I obviously am. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> mainly, I'm not, right? Yeah. It's just because I went part-time. Yeah. Right? It was like, oh, he's a hero. Look at him. No, you know, women do this all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, go, they have babies and they come back yeah, part-time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's who I asked when I was yeah. considering doing it. I asked well, the women in the office that work less than five days a week, yeah. how does it work for you? Because there were no men to ask, because no men do it. Yeah, absolutely. And how has that been? Because often you find, one of, the, one of our asks in this book is for flexible working to become more normalised in, in all sorts of yeah. ways. But often you find that people think flexible working is doing less work. You know, mm. invariably it is doing the same work in less hours, actually. Yeah, 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 but co-workers, mm. especially ones that don't have children, will think, well, he's just got a day off. We, we and just, it's not that at all. We've just got Ben into, into a nursery. He's been with, uh, my, my son Ben is eight, coming up on 18 months old. And he's been at a childminder for, for a while. We're now, he's now going to a nursery. And obviously we have the nursery pickup issue because you can't yeah. go for a nursery because you're going to get fined, blah, blah, blah. Now that will involve me leaving work maybe you know half an hour 45 minutes earlier than i would do normally in order to do my bit when i go to pick him up and you know you start to kind of almost feel concerned about it and then i think well hang on a minute most nights i sit at home with my laptop on my lap and will do an hour's work yeah. most nights most yeah. nights and you think well where does that get factored in and this isn't a criticism of my employer because no one's actually i've not had this conversation with anyone yeah. it's more just it's almost that kind of internal pressure that you put on yourself and, oh well oh I'm, I'm slipping out of work early well actually I'm going to do just as much work when I go home mm. what, so. I t- what I expect you'll find is what I found was when you've got a child to pick up from childcare and you've got that as a hard deadline and mm. you know it's going to be a yeah. little face waiting for yeah. you you're I've got to finish this by a certain point it's yeah, a much yeah. harder line you get it done. than it is when yeah. you're like oh I might just go and get coffee yeah, no. you know oh there's a conversation I could have over there you know, you're mm. going, I'm going to get this finished, got to get this finished, got to get this finished. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things there. One is, again, one of the things we say is, when you've got to do that, walk out the door at five o'clock and say, I'm going to pick up my kids. Mm. Because you set an example for everybody else in the office mm. and they think it's okay to do that. Because a mm. number of examples of people who say, oh, I've got to go to a meeting somewhere else now at five o'clock. It's like, no, you've got to go and get your kids. It's okay yeah. to yeah. do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other really good thing is what you just said there, Steve, is that there's a little face waiting for you. Now, some men would go, and I'll be charged £5 for every five minutes that I'm late. Like, that's the main thing. But there is an issue with getting men to talk about parenting as a positive thing. Mm. To go, actually, I want to see my children. Well, I mean, he was to be fair, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I used to hate getting fined yeah. <laughs> £5 and £10 as well. But absolutely, to have that discussion and go, parenting's great and I like my children. Not to go, yeah. oh, it's a fag and my sex life has been depleted by having children and ha, 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 you know, I'm the put-upon dad, which it tends to be the banter amongst men in the pub. That's I've been really that man in the pub and I've yeah. had that banter. Do you know what? I hadn't even realised that I, I have been doing that recently. And I, and I do consider myself, I try to consider myself a relatively progressive father and I, I, I'm quite open about telling people how much I love my kid and I love spending time with him when he's in those good moods. But it is interesting how my the, the dad it's, I become 
alters yeah. drastically between his good moods and his bad moods. So in his good <laughs> moods, I am this lovely progressive liberal father who tells my son how much I love him, and you know all the all the all the various things that you'd want to be. But then when he when he's in a bad mood and he's being grumpy and a right pain in the backside, frankly. Yeah. I then turn into, I'm going to work, Dad. Yeah, and what's interesting is that my wife doesn't do that. She is very steady. She is, she's the same mum, both on the good and the bad side. But I don't know, there's something about, maybe it's me, maybe it's Dad generally, I don't know. But there's, there, I do flip between the two. It's the model that we're brought up with. I mean, this is, I think I've been that guy. I've got, played football, gone to the pub afterwards mm. and gone, oh yeah, you know, nagging wife, children who haven't got, not, not sleeping, blah, 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 blah. And then you sort of go, well, hang on, no, actually what we need to do is sit and go, this is fantastic having kids. It's not always fantastic. Heaven knows it's mm. hellish half the time, mm. but it's hellish half the time for women as well as men. Yes. But you won't get the same sort of conversation I've between women. And this is where the podcast comes from, really. Well, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a more established support network Yuck. for that f- female hell mm. than there is for the male hell of parenting. Yeah. And so that's where part of the reason we started the podcast was because we felt that it's a way of guys listening yeah. to... Two normal guys talking about the difficulties that we've come across, the stresses and yeah. strains that we find of like you know balancing fairly busy jobs uh, and and parenthood. Yeah, I, I think the bit that one of the struggles that I think we've talked about before, but I think relates to this as well, is that kind of very much uh, the, the extremes you go to with with a child. And I, for instance, mm. my boy's eighteen months; he's already into the terrible twos behaviour, mm-hmm. and everything is either wonderful or awful. And it's yeah. on every level. So the way he reacts to things, everything is either wonderful or awful. And that's the way it comes across to me. So I'm either feeling wonderful and very much in a lovely mm. environment or I'm feeling like, my God, I'm going to throw him out of a bloody window. Yeah. And, and, and there's, no, there's no middle ground. And that, that's a, that, that can Absolutely. be quite difficult to cover. And hopefully you're just coming out of or clear of the stage where you don't get any sleep. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a yeah, killer yeah. for yeah. the first... I mean, yeah. oh, my daughter didn't sleep for the first year and yeah. you're constantly tired. But if you share that, if the man and the woman can share that between mm. them, or the partners, however that works out, can share that, then obviously it's better. Yeah, you, know? you, you become to accept, though, don't you, that five o'clock is a reasonable time to get up, whereas oh. prior to you having children, that was not a reasonable time to get up every yeah. day of the week. We celebrate Because you're so relieved not to be waking up yeah. three or four times <laughs> in the night, yeah, yeah. five o'clock in the morning, he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll take this. Just yeah. last Saturday, just last Saturday, my wife rolled over to me, that we were lying in bed, and we both woke up, to hit to the sound of him chattering away or like crying for mummy and she rolled up and she said it's quarter past six and we celebrated the fact that it was 6.15am on a Saturday morning and it took me a minute to realise the absurdity of that statement it's Saturday morning and it's like yes it's 6.15 we've had a lion yeah but you front loaders apparently everything's done sometimes my wife says to me the other day her and uh my, uh, her mum were looking after Jackson and Iris and we were attempting a bit of potty training something which we'll return to at a later podcast but <laughs> yeah, um, not for now. Not it for was now. quite understandably a stressful morning and Zoe said to her mum what was the time expected her to say half past 11 and she's like quarter past nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely but you do get over that I have to say you know I'm back to the situation where I'm like eight hours sleep a night. You know, when you're when you're younger, yeah, your, your kids remind my kids are, are now uh, well, they're ten and seven. They're coming up eight and eleven. Yeah, but you know, it's like eight hours of sleep a night is a proper amount mm, of sleep. Yeah, yeah. But yes, when they're younger, you're just like, oh, five hours. How much can I function yeah. on? You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, you can you can watch whatever question time or what or, or uh, you know the bodyguard oh. and go to bed. Yes, uh, and yeah. wake up at a normal time rather than watching the bodyguard or whatever TV show you're into. At, like you know. 
7.45 yes. in the evening. Yes, I can watch Match of the Day on a Saturday night again. Yeah. I've stopped watching the Sunday morning yeah, yeah, yeah. Match of the you Day. That the used to be I, I refuse to give up my evenings. It's, it's because you yeah, have that... Well, I can't Anyone that, that follows thing. Rich on Twitter will be aware that he doesn't go to bed at a sensible time. <laughs> no, oh, no, he's like Donald Trump, stays up and tweets all that. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's when I lose <laughs> my marbles and start ranting A lot about of similarities. Not, no, that is the first time anyone's compared me to Donald Trump. It probably won't be the last. I'll leave, sir. Uh, but yeah, that I, I refuse to give up my evenings because it's that blissful bit of peace. Once he goes to bed, and you yeah. get, I get to. It's the only time I get to spend with my wife, where we sit down and we'll have a chat, and or we'll watch something on telly. And I love those couple of hours. But mm. because Ben, you know, it might be eight thirty by the time he's actually settled down, mm. and then I want, and then I go, then you go and you have your dinner, and I want to sit there and I want to watch a bit of telly and I want to have a chat with my wife yeah. and I want to talk about yeah. all day and and just be us for a little while. Make the most of it, mate. Number two. Oh that, God sucks any moments <laughs> any moments of peace for, and for, certainly for the first few yeah. months anyway and when they get older unfortunately I do now get 8 hours sleep but bedtime now goes on till about 9 o'clock faffing yeah. around yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just like oh what happened to my evening yeah. yeah where's my evening yeah. I want to go to bed now you know? yeah that's, that's the joy um, one thing we were that, that uh, we were particularly interested in from within the book James' new book is the issue of the representation of dads, which I think yeah. is is kind of, in a way, what we're talking about here. In that the fact that, uh, and it's something that I've talked about uh, many times with friends of mine, my brothers, other family members, and which is why it was of particular interest when when I noticed it was in the book, is the representation of dads in the modern media, whether it be yeah. in cartoons, whether it be advertising, advertising, yeah. whether it be in TV shows, whatever it might be. Um, I don't feel, and I think I speak for all of us here, and I think I speak for most of my friends and my family, people who are in very similar lifestyles to my own, I don't think I see any representation of fatherhood out there that equates to my own experience. Yeah, I mean, that's one of, this was sort of, you know, I said, co co-authored this book with a guy called David Freed, um, and this was my chapter. <laughs> this is very much my chapter. I was like, "Hello, uh, yeah." At one point, I wanted to call the book "Death to Daddy Pig." Uh, he, he wouldn't have that at all. He thought that was too strong. Try to kill I, Daddy Pig. Like, I would not real. read that. He's not that real. We're not we, actually going to kill. Who's actually. Daddy Pig? Yeah. So we should point out that Steve Daddy has Pig somehow is managed a big, to fat buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, off. the devil. He's off. We, <laughs> so we should point out at this point that Steve has managed to um, keep his he, his eldest boy away from TV enough that he doesn't actually have a lot of experience with Peppa Pig. If you if you're a if you're a father to be, also you may not have an awful lot of information about Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig is. Do you think? Would you describe do you think, Peppa Pig, James? I, I, do you think Peppa Pig is is avoidable if you don't have children and stuff? Is it, is it just I a think, parenting thing? I think there's thing? an awareness, right? Yeah. You get, you, there must yeah. be an awareness. There's a sort of phenomenon, but you don't get the details, yeah. Right? But you probably um, don't know the details. Peppa Pig Peppa lives in a weird house yes. with her little brother, George, yeah. and uh, her mummy pig and daddy pig yes. in, this house, in these houses that are on these weird hills. Yeah. I don't know how cars operate. Yeah. Touch control is, must yeah, be a nightmare. It's a cartoon. It's not real, Rich. But, but <laughs> it feels I'm about to, But I'm about to pile into daddy it pig, and he's not real. So Peppa is a bit of a precocious little brat. Um, yeah. Who bullies her little brother and thinks she's wonderful at everything? Yeah. And Mummy Pig is kind of this quiet woman who hangs in the background and, and doesn't really do everything. much and fixes everything just quietly, uh, but doesn't really have an opinion about anything. Yeah. And Daddy Pig is this buffoonish, oafish clown who falls about and falls yeah. off ladders and yeah, who just does basically a bit of a moron. Yeah, who does everything wrong. You know, mm. he. To be fair, he's kind of engaged, more engaged than perhaps some representations of men True. but he's engaged to be an idiot yeah. um, and it's the classic thing of fathers are incompetent they're funny you know mm. not they're caring they're 
perfectly capable of looking after their children. And I appreciate that's not quite as entertaining, perhaps. <laughs> but, you know, the mummy's there. She's doing nothing yeah. particularly interesting. So, you know, you can turn it around. You can have the dad doing this. One of the asks in the book is, and I appreciate it's fairly controversial, Homer Simpson. The mm. Simpsons should not be on telly before the watershed because he is probably the most famous dad in the world and he is rubbish. <laughs> He's a terrible father. He is a terrible representation of mm. um, men and fatherhood. Why do we sell... I've got a pair of Father's Day socks with Homer Simpson on it. You go, mm. this is crazy because he's a terrible father. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. I think um, he, he's kind of the extent, the sort of grown-up version of Daddy Pig, I suppose, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got Daddy Pig for the, the sort of preschoolers who... Uh, Peppa Pig is a phenomenon. They all watch it. My God. son's obsessed. He's 18 months. He's not even 18 months. Old, he's is, obsessed. Is, is Simpson's satirical? You could make that argument, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah in, in mean, a way that you couldn't in, with Peppa Pig. Peppa, for Peppa, by the sounds but, of it, just listening to you to talk about Peppa Pig, sounds like kids are going to love Peppa Pig. Yes. Because mummy and daddy are not really part of their world. It's all mm. about the kids' interaction with each other rather no, than. No, on the telly programme, mummy okay. and daddy pig are a huge oh, yeah, part okay. of it. I mean, all the adults yeah, yeah. come into it a lot. I mean, the fascinating one is, and I can't remember which one it is, if it's Miss Rabbit or Mrs. Rabbit, because of course Miss Rabbit, they are Miss sisters. Rabbit, yeah. One of them is married and one of them isn't. They're exactly the same. You know, I know my Peppa Pig. But oh, Miss Rabbit, Madame Miss Rabbit does every job. Miss Rabbit yeah. is the ice cream yeah. seller and the garage she's lady. Yeah, and she, she does everything. She's like, and, yeah. she's really interesting. Yeah. Like, this is an amazing character. I want to see a program she's about Miss Rabbit. Yeah. There's your next book. Miss Rabbit is a feminist icon. But why are the men, or particularly Daddy Pig, such idiots? Yeah. Uh, and yes, there's um, Homer Simpson. There's uh, modern Family, no, Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a stupid, incompetent dad. Yeah. There was this new series, Motherland. Oh, you yeah, watched uh, this. Where the dad's just absent. He's well, just not well but there was a stay-at-home dad. There's, there was, there's two dads, isn't there? Oh, sorry, I mean there's, the dad, the, 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 the high-powered of, of yeah. the main character. Yeah, there's he's the high-powered dad, isn't there? there. But there's a stay-at-home dad called Kevin. Who's a bit pathetic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's a guy, the main yeah. child carer. Oh, he's a bit rubbish. Ha, 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 ha. Why can't we have a man... And it does seem to be... And I appreciate, you know, gee, we work in the media. I appreciate the need for, you know, for these extremes in terms of when you're telling a story. I get that. Sure. But... The dads are either oafish clowns, a bit pathetic, mm. or they're kind of these evil, absent, you know, um, Victorian-style fathers who hand the child over to the nanny and uh, I'll talk to him when he's 18. It's, it's that... They're either Jacob Rees-Mogg. Jacob Rees-Mogg is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. That's exactly what I had in my mind. Yeah. But it is these extremes, and none of these represent what I yeah. attempt to be or what I hopefully am. And I think... I, and I, I know dozens and dozens of blokes like me who feel mm. that way, who yeah. kind of would think, well, that's not me. That's not the type yeah. of dad I am. And it really matters because kids, especially at preschool age, when they're watching that, they are trying to work out who they are yeah. and how they fit into society. And even if you are a very hands-on dad, even if you are the main child carer, they still watch lots of telly. They still have mm. they consume lots of culture, whether that's telly, whether it's adverts, whatever, uh, you know, books. Um, and so they, that's it. They're trying to sort of sort the world and they go okay I, you're right my dad might do this but i watch all these kids programs and the dad mm. either isn't there or the mum is the main carer mm. you know and they go okay and you know it, it sticks and somewhere down the line you know they get to a point where they've come through school and they can't it's their turn to be a parent and they go well it's parenting is fatherhood what does that mean for me mm. and invariably mm. they'll sort of go well it means i sort of step back and let 
the mum do it because she's better suited to it the, because uh, that's all I've ever seen. The thing, the, sorry, Steve, I was just going to say, the thing, the thing I was going to say, just in direct response to that, is I think there's also, I suppose this is playing devil's advocate a little bit, but there, you also have to, I suppose, come at it from the mother's angle, that there's also, so, and I, I use the example of me and my wife, for instance. Lindsay is enormously hands-on and she wants to do everything with Ben and, and do mm-hmm. everything for him to the point where we've occasionally fallen out over the fact that I'm standing and I'm saying, I'm here, I can do this, I mm. can help. But there's, and I wonder how much of it is in the same way we're talking about the subconscious yep. effect it has on boys when they grow into men and grow into fathers, that, that women feel that they have to do everything because that's the press, that, that's, the, that's the push, isn't it? And therefore, Absolutely. and then that ends up being the frustration for the men like me in that situation where you're almost, I, I've said to it, it feels sometimes like I'm waving and saying, I'm here, I can do this, I can help. You've been paying very close attention to my book, clearly. You've, you've consumed every word. Because absolutely, yeah. there is a, it's the family hat trick. If men yeah. do more parenting, it's good for men, it's good for women, and it's good for children. Yeah. Everybody benefits because women don't feel that pressure to be super mum, the myth mm. of the super yep. mum, as we call it. You know, and it, it piles on them as well. Uh, the children benefit because they have two parents involved. Some of the, you know, as I say in the book, dads are basically magic. Dads are more involved. Those children grow up smarter, happier, uh, more gender neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest indicator of uh, educational outcome is not money, that you might think it is. Mm. It's paternal involvement. Mm. You know, dads make kids smarter. Um, and yes, absolutely, women uh, benefit as well because they've got more choice about how they live their life because those mm. they can bust out of those social strictures that say you have to be the super mum you have to do this i mean one of the, the examples we use at the very start of the book is we talk about serena williams when she came back mm. to tennis and the headline was uh what's his name alex ohanian babysits while serena uh takes you know goes back on court and it's like well first of all you can't babysit your own children yeah. hence the name of the book yeah. dads cannot babysit their yeah, own children technically you know that's not what babysitting yeah. is uh and secondly she is the nearest thing we have to an actual god, right? She is like the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah. She is amazing. Mm. And still the headline's like, oh, she should probably be looking after the child though, shouldn't she? This is weird. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, she's not a good mum though, is she? Well, we like, got what? ourselves into difficulty, didn't we, on Mirror Online recently where there was a, yeah. a story headlined who will be looking after Holly Willoughby's children when she's in... When she's oh, uh, a celebrity, which uh, was a which, which was which was I, I don't know. It was it, it wasn't come from a bad yeah, place. It wasn't it, the intention of the piece, but yeah, understandably, it okay, caused there a was a piece planned, which yeah. was who is looking after Dex children. Dex, what's going to happen to Dex pregnant wife when he's in Australia? But I think the timings of the publications didn't were yeah. a bit unfortunate. <laughs> but I'd, I, I'd you know to pick sort of a slightly not devil's advocate point of view. We, we've sort of discussed when we've been talking about shared parental leave when we met Joe Swinson to talk about that and it feeds into to this a little bit which is I'm not do we think that all dads want to be as involved as us three do we think that all dads want to take time out of work mm. to or, or cut back their hours to spend time looking after children or do we think there is perhaps a section of of men who are you know the traditional you know, macho, masculine breadwinners who want to go out, do work long hours, nine to five, go to the pub after work, come home when the children have gone to bed and then take them to the playground Mm. and stand there for an hour looking at their Blackberry while their kids are going up and down the slide. Because we've all seen that, I'm Mm. sure, Sure. at the playground. Yeah. You know, 
I can see why it's important for the kids, but I think we've got to remember the dads as well. That some dads want to do it a different way. Okay, well, the obvious thing to there first of all is to turn it on its head and say, "Do you think all the mums want to do <laughs> want to do the childcare for like a year?" Because they absolutely don't. Well, you, you pick your partner. Don't they're, you? they're forced into that yeah, scenario you pick, you by pick, you pick your other half. Then you? sometimes by economic yeah. situations, sometimes by uh, social uh, strictures. Um, but no, it's not about making men do anything what it's about is giving people a genuine choice because yeah. we know not all men want to do this but we know the majority of men do want to be more involved mm. and they say they will give up cash to have more time with mm. their family mm. you know given the choice they want a better work-life mm. balance but they're not getting it because mm. what they say they want and what they're getting don't match up so something's falling down there but absolutely i would say it's a lot to do with those social strictures with people being directed in a certain way but yeah, generation after generation after generation. One of the figures is, is a third of men don't even take the two weeks of paternity that they're entitled to. Yeah. You know, that's two weeks of paternity that's is nuts. pathetic. Yeah. And yet a third of men don't even take that. Yeah. There is no job in the world where you are so important that you can't take two weeks off yeah. Yeah. to look after your child. And we know this because, as we say, the book, one of the things is, you know, unless you're prime minister. Well, the prime minister of New Zealand has just taken six months off yeah. because she's had a baby. So, yeah. you know, yeah. even if you're prime minister, you can take months off the yeah. job. OK, that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, you're not that important or your job is not that important. So, no, it's not about making men do anything, but it's about giving couples a genuine choice mm. in what they can do. And that involves beefing up. Uh, shared parental leave yep. involves beefing up paternity leave in yep. a big way. I mean, Jo Swinson's quoted extensively in the book. Mm. Um, you know, obviously she's huge on this, having mm. brought it in originally, and then now she wants mm. to, to move it on. Yeah, we, uh, we went to meet her at Westminster. Yeah. She did a podcast, but, yeah, yeah, um, and she's now got a bill going through about making companies reveal their parental leave policies, which just seems entirely sensible because we've mm. seen what's happened with the equal pay stuff and mm. companies have had to reveal it it's been embarrassing they're doing something about mm. it get them to reveal what the parental pay policies are that's probably going to be embarrassing as mm. well mm. they'll do something about it and you see particularly in the city um the big companies are offering men decent packages mm. now it is happening you know it's that thing of does legislation follow you know real life or does real life follow mm. legislation what happens but you can see the big companies there's a couple of big ones is that Aviva I think one of the ones yeah. that yeah. changed mm, yeah like I sent you something they've done something big yeah. so it's happening I, I, to be honest with you I, I, I struggle with all this for in a way that I think a lot of men probably do in that I struggle between the type of man and the type of dad and the type of husband I want to be and the type of dad and husband I feel I'm almost programmed to be, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And I, I really feel, I, and I, I really, and I feel this internal sort of fight going on the whole time because I want to be that. That I want to be that. Mm. that I want to be there full time. I want to be doing half of everything. I want to be working with my wife, not you know, in the background. I want to mm. be there for my boy the whole time, help him develop all those things. That that is genuinely hundred percent what I want to be. And yet I do feel this, and that's the only way I can put it, is that pre-programmed thing where I also feel, no, no, hang on a minute, I like the fact I earn more money than my wife. That's, that's, that, yep. that, that's the truth. I like coming to my job. I enjoy my job. I like being here. I like working. Um, but, well, all, are, you know, and, and all you, those kind of old cliched stereotypes, that, the truth is that there's a part of me that enjoys that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting uh, balance, isn't it? Because stuff like this is becoming, women have had to deal with that for years mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and suddenly yeah, yeah, men are waking up to it yeah. one of the points is that men generally women will do more of the what well, is actually shared parental leave not maternity leave 
because of the gender pay gap. Because generally, women earn less. So to drop down to the standard maternity pay, I think it's, I think it's still called, it might be standard parental mm. pay, is a bigger drop for the man to go down to that 140 yeah, quid yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. So economically, it makes sense. Um, and suddenly you've got men going... Well, 140 quid's not very much, is it? Of course I'm not going to drop well, to that. So, well, you were expecting yeah, women to live on that for a yeah. long time. And now yeah. suddenly men are going, well, this matters. And that is really important because one of the things that came out of the book and, you know, Jess Phillips said to me, I'm not going to agitate for you. I've been agitating for women's rights for ages. You are men. You have agency. Yeah. Get out and yeah. do it. And it's happening that men are now having to deal with these sort of issues that you raise, Rich, and the money, and they're going, well, hang on, this doesn't work. But the big difference is that whereas men, women in the 70s or whatever, when they were after equal pay, had to just fight to get heard, men just need to speak to get heard. So we've got an advantage in making this change. We've got the power to do it. I I have a limited amount of time for men that take the money route when explaining why they don't want to take it because i would say unless you're on a particularly low income you and your partner know you're gonna want to have a baby Mm. so you from that point onwards you know Mm -hmm. and you probably know at that stage you might want to take some time Mm. to have the baby so you've got plus nine months of that and then to plan yeah and then whatever period you've got where you want to take the leave so you've got over a year notice that there's going to be a change to finances. And people plan for a holiday a year in advance. And that's a significant cost to your life. And it's only a temporary thing. And the reward, back-end rewards, it's like buying a car. Yeah, You you, you know there's going to be some depreciation. Mm. You're not going to get the money back. But you're doing it. Yeah, what you get get, back is... To get something out of it. It's worth much more. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, one of the things is uh, we spoke to Chris Mason off of BBC Breakfast. um, And he said, you know, he worked like a nutter for, you know, six months to do extra shifts to Mm. rake the money because he knew he wasn't going to get much for the two months of parental leave that he took. He only took two months. And as he says, you know, people regard him as some sort of hero, but of course his wife did 10. Um, But even just doing that two months, you know, even if you just take an extra two weeks... It is. It makes a difference. You know, your child will be smarter, yeah. better. It's the yeah. Radiohead effect. So I'm fitter, happier, and more productive. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking January, February, and March next year off. Yeah. Share parental leave. Yeah. Which is the unpaid bit. Yeah. So I have no income. Yeah. So I know that's coming. Mm. So I'm making plans. Yeah, absolutely. For that, so that mm. it's my wife goes back to work on on full salary. Um, so we, but we'll be we'll be okay. Yeah. It might. You know, mm. we might have to curb the. You know the the uh, uh, the don't drop takeaways. Don't drop takeaways. No takeaway Friday has to stay. You have to switch. You have to downgrade from Ocado to Asda. <laughs> Lidl, <laughs> Lidl. You've got to go all the way to Lidl. That's where I've gone, and I still haven't got have back. To physically go to the shop. Ten years of middle class podcast. Ten years, ten years, eleven years on. I'm still going to Lidl. That's what That's my whole point. Is that I'm in a I'm in a particular income bracket where it's you know it's small things. If I'm on a you know gig economy. You know, if I'm a delivery rider, yeah, don't. It's a different. Yeah. You're in a yeah, different yeah. And situation. And I think we do need to emphasise that, that there will be, there will the be people listening to this. Who are well, on a certain that's where government comes in, yeah. salary and level that's when you adjust share parental leave, yes. and you make it uh, whether it's a take it or, or leave it option. You, you know, yeah. however you do it, whether you've got two months that you take it or leave it mm. any time within the first twelve months yeah, yeah. that's supported by the government. And if you fall below a certain income bracket, that's an up. It's an up. To, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to minimum wage or whatever for yeah yeah period. there's there's loads of different ways to do it and none of them are perfect no. <laughs> to say um but to be honest 
I'm just writing a book. I'm not making the policy. No. So we sit and go, this is what we think should happen. Yeah. Policymakers work it out. And yeah. if enough men particularly, but if enough parents say, we want that to yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. the policymakers will sit down and work it out. Our suggestion was nine months each. Why can't... Uh, yeah. I know that seems like a huge ask, no. but we were thinking about saying, well, each parent gets six months. And again, it was Jeff Phillips who went, well, no, because that's taking rights away from women. Mm. Because we're two male writers going... Oh yeah, you know it seemed nice and equal to us, but yeah. actually, of course, you're taking something away. That's not going to work. So, well, why not have nine months each? You know, and you can take it together, or you can take it one after the other. You'd solve a, a huge childcare problem there if you could take nine months one after the other. That's true. Do you know what? And that's not something I'd, I'd actually considered. Is the is the childcare cost? I mean, yeah. we're spending on Ben's childcare at the moment. It's astronomical. Yeah, and actually. That's, that 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 immediately lessens the financial impact because if you're at home, that, yeah. there's no co- there's no financial well, cost for that, and that saves a huge amount of money straight off the bat. Yeah, exactly. and it's easier for the person going back. For example, uh, if generally the mother is going to take the early part just because of childbirth, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Um, after that nine months, she goes back to work. It's so much easier going back to work if you're leaving your child with the father. Yeah, yeah. handing your child over to a nursery or a child yeah, mind is a massive fag. It's yeah. a, you know to put it mildly, it's yeah. horrible in certain days. Yeah, yeah, but if you can walk out the door knowing the father's looking after the child, you're going to be able to commit to your job a lot easier. You're not mm. going to be sitting there thinking, "Oh yep. God, when's when's the nursery going to well, phone?" Also, and all this can, as my wife used to do, you can just get up, have a shower, put your clothes on, yeah. walk out the door. You haven't got to get up. Yeah. Then take the child in a buggy yeah. and deal with yeah. all that kind of, yeah. you know, putting through the front, then walking off, then fighting your way onto a yeah. train. Oh, absolutely. Like the, you know, to give you a great example, the, we are recording this on a Thursday morning. My wife works Monday to Wednesday. Mm. And Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday this week, we have argued as we've been going out the door because it's massive <laughs> stress. Ben knows he's going to the childminder. He's not particularly happy about it. Yeah. He's, he can see mummy and daddy are leaving. We're both stressed about work. We're both trying to get ready, et cetera, et cetera. This morning, happy days. Yeah. blissful peace because you know I was the only one going out the door yeah. so everything was a lot easier but, and if there's a way of making that a regular arrangement then that's and that stuff is worth something I mean one of the things we find is that you know doing the research was that actually if you have a more equal split between men and women in work and out mm. of work you know doing the childcare uh, there's an economic boost actually you can get more women into work and those that are in work are fitter happier and more productive yeah happy workers are productive mm. yep. workers we're supposed to have some yep. sort of productivity crisis in this country yeah. um, well here's a, a solution and actually mm. the economy won't suffer and like you say you walk out the door happier you can commit to your job yeah. a lot better yeah. because you haven't had that argument on the way out the door I mean I don't know how you measure how more productive and happy you are mm. but you know there is clearly a gain there so this you know yeah. these, we're making some quite big asks but financially they're not big asks it's a cultural thing that we yeah. need to change you know, one, one, sorry, so I'm aware we're sort of coming towards the end of our time but the, the one thing that I wanted to mention specifically about in relation to this with, with dad specifically is that I have noticed just recently and maybe it's because Ben's getting to an age where I can pick up on these things today for instance he, because it's Thursday by tomorrow it will be worse um he start, it's, uh, there's a lot of no daddy no daddy and being a bit irritated with me and a bit not wanting to and it's funny it gets to then Friday night I get home and he just doesn't really want much to do with me and then Saturday I spend all day with him Sunday I spend all day by the time it gets to Monday morning and I'm ready mm. to go to work he's all over me and mm. he's really happy that I'm there and he doesn't want me to go and so and every week we seem to have this cycle that by the t- as the Monday, Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday for mm. me not being around that much by the time we get to Friday, he's really had a, he, do, he doesn't want anything to do with me, and it's it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. But it does also make you realise because when when they're really little, you obviously you don't have that level of communication. And we're now getting to that point where I'm thinking, actually, yeah, this me being away and at work yeah. this much is actually starting to have a detrimental effect on. 
our relationship. Yeah. Be, 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 I know you can't obviously do a sliding doors moment and wind back the clock and yeah. take your three months or whatever it is, share parental leave and see. But I found that it's interesting, running up to nine months where my wife had been looking after Jackson, I felt sort of on the peripheries of things because they had their little routine, they knew how it all worked. You know, she knew what with crime meant, that crime meant, you know, was it, and I was not, I didn't feel like I had the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit anxious about taking over. But then at the end of the three months, I had the knowledge. Yeah. And almost like he developed so much. And therefore, going into him, going into nursery, I was the one that had not the closer relationship with him, but a really good understanding mm. of how he was. And I think that's continued to, yeah. to, to today. It's another one of the asks in the book is that we we think paternity leave should be increased. Again, you know, we, wrote, we just write a book, we can make stuff up. But, you know. <laughs> give um, everyone £10,000. Give everybody six, give men entitled to six weeks of paternity leave yeah. at the beginning because, yeah. as you say, men are immediately playing catch up. Even mm. from the point of view, one of the issues that came up is um, even before a baby's born, we've heard stories of uh, sonographers, you know, women going in to, to have their scan and the sonographer, sonographer will only talk to the woman because yeah. her name she's the patient so it only talk yeah. to her some, it won't even talk to the dad yeah. now I get that the NHS has you know as a totally woke I don't really know what that means but I think I'm a woke feminist I'm like yeah I get that some dads are dead end and some women don't want their dad in, the, the man in the picture yeah. and so the NHS has to take that into account but the vast majority of dads do want to be involved and you know even that sending them away on that first night in hospital when the baby's bored and mm. it's like right you've got to go home now you know immediately it's you're not necessary here mm. and yeah. she is uh, and then they get two weeks when the woman obviously gets is entitled to six weeks in in law immediately the men are playing catch up yeah, but as you say agree. it's the same with anybody if you spend more time with someone you'll get on better with yeah. them yeah. you know it's not rocket science the yeah, more yeah, time yeah. you spend with yeah. your child well, the like better relationship you have and that goes all the way through life yeah, yeah, yeah. The better relationship you have with your children, the happier you are. There's an issue around male mental health. Yeah. Well, if men have better relationships with their children and they do half the parenting, they'll have a better relationship with their partner as well. Yep. That's good for their mental health. They also tend to have better friends networks yep. if they have better family relationships. Yep. You know, so I said, they're the guys, you, you know, they're comfortable in their own skin. So when they yep. walk into a party, they're perfectly comfortable. Yeah. People want to talk to them. You know, it's that yeah. sort of scenario. You know, the benefits are just huge, frankly. I, I do think, and now we're, we're at the end of the time, I do think that dads should champion other dads, though. Mm-hmm. You, what you said about Jess Phillips saying, I'm not going to stick up for men, mm. I'm sticking up for women, you can stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think guys should support guys that we see doing positive things. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you know people that take in share parental leave, it should be you know, encouraged and Pat say, great, yeah. it's well done. And, you know, it's, I think it's a way off till we get, for instance, like a real big uh, icon taking it. I mean, mm. it'd be interesting to see the first Premier League footballer to take two months yeah. off because he's just had a, had a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that would be interesting. But it, it, we're very quick to jump on any men that we seem to be that have an opinion about parenting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if it goes against the grain in some way. Um, yeah. But I think we should, you know, check, stick up for guys and, and yeah. people. I mean, can I just mention that the sort of very conclusion to the book is the three steps that men need okay. to do, which is first of all, communicate, talk before you have a child, talk to your partner, and say, "How are we going to do this? How are we going to mm. split this?" There is this shared parental leave mm. thing. Yeah, uh, you might not be eligible, but if you are, you know, find out if you are, and all this sort of stuff. And men talk to each other about it as well. I know a guy who 
you know, he said, oh, I'm having a baby. And one of the first things I said to him was, and this is one of Joe Swinson's insistence, she said, when this happens, this is what you do. I said to him, are you taking shared parental leave? And he mm. said, oh, I don't know, I really thought about it. I then saw him a few months later, he's taking two months of shared parental leave. Yeah. I was like, brilliant. Uh, the other one is act. So do it, do flexible working, do shared parental leave, you know, model the alternative, be the guy who yeah. walks out mm. at five o'clock and says, I'm going to collect my kids mm. because that makes a difference. And the third one is agitate. We spoke to David Lammy, uh, you know, mm. he's chair of the all party was it all party parliamentary group on fathers and um he said get in your mp's face I said, okay you asked for it you asked <laughs> yeah. for it but absolutely you know email your mp it's not that hard and say support joe swinson's bill mm-hmm. uh bring up this issue i want men to have better rights if you get in your mp's face they will if enough constituents get in touch they will go right mm-hmm. okay either I need to do this because it's the right thing or I might get on telly if I do this mm. and it doesn't matter what the, the yeah, motivation yeah, 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 is yeah, yeah, but they back. will start to paying attention yeah. Yeah. so it's uh, yeah it's act communicate and agitate these are the three uh, three steps for all dads to take and I think actually part of that just as a final thought is actually going back to what you said and something you can do very easily that kind of covers all three of those points is like you said stop moaning about parenting yeah. I'm guilty of it I'm guilty I sit there yeah. with my brothers and it, you almost deliberately for comic effect you exaggerate yeah. Yeah. the oh yeah the wife was telling me actually she wasn't she was making a perfectly reasonable request yeah. uh, and we had a conversation and by the time you tell the story to I tell the story to my brothers it's like, oh we had another round like, no we didn't yeah. you know it was just a thing yeah. um, and I think that's uh, you know I think that kind of again it sort of ticks all those boxes you were just describing I think it's just trying to have a, that positive Outlook and actually communicating your positive outlook on parenting rather than mm. being a pain in the ass. It's fun. Being, <laughs> being a dad's great. Yeah, it's fun. And just to be clear, if you see a man dressed as Daddy Pig, do not actually attack them. I just want that to be very clear. I'm I suppose, not. Yeah. I'm not suggesting anybody attacks. <laughs> I suppose Daddy. If you see a, an actual Daddy Pig, yeah, all right, yeah. don't actually do anything violent Pig, towards if them. If you're listening and you fancy coming on the show to put your point of view, yeah, on we'll oh, bring it. Please, please, as I said, come in. Get a lot of sausages off him. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. James. Nice to see you again. Bloody, bloody thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot, James. That was marvellous. Um, I hope that's been useful for everybody. Any comments, as ever, please email us at firsttimedads at reachplc.com. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review. Listen to some episodes. Tell people about it. You know, just generally show us the love. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Cheers. <laughs>